Hello everybody, my name is Ryan Reynolds and good morning, afternoon, evening, middle of night, whenever you're listening to this podcast, whether you're from the future, I don't know. Uh, this is this is January 11th, 2012. Uh, my name is Ryan Reynolds. I'm the host of this podcast, The STL Files, which is a podcast that's going to cover St. Louis sports teams, the Blues, the Cardinals, the Rams. Um, and uh, that's where we're coming from. That's that's basically what we're going to be covering from here on out. I hope you're uh, you'll enjoy the listen. Hopefully, there'll be more than about four people, which is my my goal at this point is four people to listen to this thing. Um, and uh, hopefully, you'll stick around. And in the future, you know, like I said, depending on where this thing goes, uh, hopefully, we'll have some interaction, whether it be a Twitter or email or what have you. Maybe get some interaction with the people that that listen to the show. Um, the STL Files is a name, if you're wondering where the name came from. Well, number one, I just thought it sounded official. Um, STL, obviously, is a shortened version of St. Louis. Uh, in my day job, the one that pays the bills, uh, it, uh, I, I, work, I work with a dental CAD CAM software, and one of the files is an STL file. So, hey, that's, that's kind of where I went. That's where I'm coming from. And whether it's stupid or not, I don't know. If it is, if it's terrible, let me know. We can always work out a different name. I had come up with a couple things, tried to, you know, make a play on the word, you know, like Arch Madness or something like that, but that's already been used, it's played out, and it kind of sounds dumb too, so um, that's, but, you know, hey, if you, if you think of anything, if you think you have a better name, you know, I'll, in the future, like I said, I'll probably try to set up a Twitter account, what have you, let me know, and we'll try to work something out with a, with a better name, but for right now, it's called the STL Files, if you're listening, this is show number one, January 11th, 2012, and you're listening. I'm trying to build this thing from the ground up. Um, I basically the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because there's there, I've not really found any podcast that covers all three St. Louis area sports teams equally. You know, um, I listen to the St. Louis Blues radio. Uh, Jeff Quirin, Jeff Ponder, Kurt Price, the guys over at Let'sGoBlues.com. I mean, that, it was a great podcast. I love it. And hopefully it'll come back from hiatus soon. Uh, I'll, I'll be listening to you guys uh, for sure. Um, but I just never found anything that covered all three. And, and I just, I w- you know, that's that's kind of what I always wanted to find. I always wanted to uh, see something out there that uh, that I could just listen to and hopefully, you know, and then it never came about. So I was like, well, uh, hey, you know, I like to talk sports. Whether anybody likes to listen to me talk about sports, I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to try the, try this podcast thing out, and uh, if, if it's just me talking into a microphone, recording it for nobody to listen to, that's fine, you know. But uh, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm shooting for, and so that's kind of the mission statement. Like I said, is really just to cover St. Louis area sports, um, and hopefully, like I said, depending on how how this grows, if I do get any interaction with people out there. I mean, maybe we'll start, you know, like I said, Twitter, email, maybe we'll come up with poll questions or have discussions that way. Uh, that's 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 just, we'll see where it goes, of course. I mean, it's all all new here. This is just a, the, a very quick intro as to what uh, we're going to be we're going to be doing here at the STL Files. So, like I said, my name is Ryan Reynolds, and typically what I'm going to plan on doing here, I'm going to try to have a format for the show. Normally, in the early segment after the introduction, we'll talk about any news, noteworthy things. Big scores from the last week, any crazy games, anything like that of any of the sports teams, that'll lead up front. Obviously, because I'm, you know, there's plenty to talk about right now in terms of St. Louis sports. The Blues are rolling, you know, with the Rams coaching search, all of that. Um, but I'm not really going to delve into that right now. This is the introductory podcast. This is we're just trying to lay things out here and see how things go. The second 
bit or the second segment I'm going to have is is I'm going to I'm going to have a thing called the hugely important three. And if that name sounds clunky and horrible, it's meant to. Um, I I you know I don't know if you if you, if you're like me and you watch a lot of ESPN and, and stuff like that. And I have a love hate relationship with ESPN. Uh, I love getting all my sports from them. I hate the oversaturation of a lot of the stuff that they cover, but that's that's part of it in the twenty four seven sports news cycle we live in. You know, they have those segments, the the panic meter, and and this and that. The, you know, the big the big subjects, the truth, fact, or fiction, or what have you. Um, so the hugely important three is kind of a send up of that. And um, if I think of a better name, I might change it. Who knows? But the hugely important three. Um, it's every week I'm going to count down from three to one, you know, um, in reverse order there, three, two, one. And basically we're going to, they're just going to be three big things about each team, whether it's an opinion of mine, whether it's a big story that, that doesn't really just fit a single segment up front that I, uh, you know, um, I'm going to try to cover each team equally, you know, if something happens one week, uh, you know, or for instance, if it's, if it's, I don't know, September and the Cardinals are in the stretch run, the Blues are starting camp. The Rams are starting their season. You know, three, two, one. I would, I would talk about each each team. Um, you know, what to look for. The Cardinals. What's you know, if they're a couple games out or if they're a couple games in front. That's kind of what we're going to strive for with the hugely important three. And um, so that that's that's what that's gonna it's gonna gonna be for this show right now um, because you may be listening in the future. You may be catching up to this podcast right where we're at. Right now in history, uh, I'm going to start off with a, my first ever hugely important three by talking about each three teams in St. Louis, each of the three teams in St. Louis, and just kind of the state of the union of each team. And for number three, we're going to start off with the St. Louis Rams. And right now, they deserve number three status. They're awful. They're terrible. We had a promising year last year at seven and nine, and coming into this year, a lot of people predicting NFC West title. We know what happened. Two and fourteen. Spagnolo fired. Bradford hurt half the season. It was an it was a nightmare year all around. The only game I went to of the Rams this year was the Saints game, which was their first win and was by far the most surprising result I think in the NFL this year. Um, it'd be hard pressed to find any team that shocked a, a good team like that. Uh, the Cardinals were just coming off the World Series win that Friday. I don't know if you remember, the parade was that Sunday. So the, the stadium was filled with a bunch of Cardinals fans getting ready to head down to the parade. Um, it was a great time. It was a fun game. But that was that was the highlight of the season, which is pretty sad. I mean, really, we all had high expectations coming in for the Rams. Injuries are one thing. I mean, when you have, what, at one time 10 or 11 cornerbacks alone on IR, um, Bradford getting beat around, an offensive line that had so much money pumped into it, that it just it just was, it was a complete failure, complete disappointment all around. Saffold kind of regressed this year. Jason Smith continued to be. Some people were throwing out the bus word. I think at this point it's probably fair to do that. Um, just all around. And the one guy that kept ticking, the one guy was Steven Jackson all along. And I don't know if there's a way that we can get to the NFL and like have them commission an award for this guy that has been playing on these epically crappy teams over the last five years. The guy has made playoffs the playoffs one time. That was his rookie year. They were eight and eight that season. He's not had he's not been on a winning team. Uh, I don't know if any of you were watching the last game of the season. I doubt that many of you were. I, I would have tuned out. I, I was watching the game and 
the I think it was on it was game on Fox, of course, and they were showing the stat that Steven Jackson is the only running back in the top 50 all-time rushers that has never played on a winning team. And that's pathetic. I mean, that's that's horrible. And and I at this point, you know, when he came in, he was brash. He's you know, he was he's very cocky. A lot of people didn't want to see Marshall Falk pushed out. There was a lot of resentment towards Stephen Jackson. But at this point, if if you're not a Stephen Jackson fan, I mean, I don't I don't know how you can't respect a guy that will keep pushing through injury and and just pushing himself when the teams he he's he's playing on are so awful. When everything around him is just falling apart. I mean, the guy comes to play every every single game and um i mean i just I, I can't i can't give enough respect to someone who does that there are so many athletes today that that will quit on teams um especially teams that are terrible some some players quit on good teams steven jackson is, is on a two-win team in, in the last week of the season just rushing away pushing away wants to come back in he's hurt you know it, it was just it's, it's just another incredible year for steven jackson um, I, I think we ought to appreciate him while he's in St. Louis. And, and if he were to get traded to go give give him a chance to win a Super Bowl, I'm okay with that. I mean, I not that I, I want to see. I would love to see him in his career as a Ram. Most football players, especially running backs, don't get to do that. You know, it's it, because they take such a, a, a punishing uh, amount of just just violence to their body. It, it just you know, I, I don't think he will finish his career as a Ram, and I hope whenever he leaves, he'll get a chance to go win a title because he deserves that. He deserves at least to play on a, on a winning team and get back to the playoffs. I mean, the guy um, can't say enough about about him. Um, the second point I want to bring up: obviously, Sam Bradford had a down year this year, number one overall pick a couple years ago. Um, a lot of people are already down on them. They're already starting to toss out the bus word. I think football is a is a sport that we are. It's it's easy to make these. It's easy to turn your opinion so quickly. You know, one season Peyton Manning's the greatest quarterback of all time. The next season he's going to get traded for a guy that's not played it down in the NFL to come in and, and take his job. I mean, it's just it just it's that's the nature of the sport. Sam Bradford is a good quarterback. We saw that last year. He has the ability to be a great quarterback. I don't think there's anybody, and and maybe the people who are throwing the bus term out there about Sam Bradford are probably you know message board crazies, <laughs> you know. But th- there are people out there, and and there that you can start to sense, you know, as especially as a Rams fan, it's it's easy to panic. Um, as horrible as things have been, but obviously the guy's got tools. He's got smarts. He's got the drive. I just think when you have an offensive line that played so awful, like like his his line did this year, I mean, there's only so much you can do. When every third down it seems like there was a blitz and a sack, I mean, teams knew what to do, and and Josh McDaniels' game plans just never. It just was it was awful, and I, I think obviously it's the second season. No, I I'm not pushing the panic button. Just give the guy give the guy time. I mean, he's he's young. If you get talent around him, you know it's it, it's gonna it's gonna turn around for Sam Bradford here in St. Louis. That's for sure. Third point I want to bring up about the Rams this year. Um, obviously, Steve Spagnuolo was fired after the end of the season, um, the Monday after their final loss to San Francisco. Granted, I mean the record, the numbers bad. He had ten wins his entire tenure here, three years. I believe Scott Linehan had ten ten wins total as well. And Scott Linehan was fired halfway through his third season. So his Steve Spagnuolo's term here in St. Louis was worse than Scott Linehan's. And I never thought anybody would ever have 
a term as bad as Scott Linehan in St. Louis again. We did. We've had back-to-back six years of just horrible football in St. Louis. The one thing I do want to give props to Steve Spagnuolo about, not that he's listening, not that he cares, but the thing I've been most impressed about since he came in was in the one-win season and in this year, in the two-win season, players will play for this guy. They didn't quit. I mean, I, 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 it kind of goes back to the same thing with Steven Jackson. I, I think you have to give credit to that. I mean, there is there's there's something about bad football, and that's not to be excused. And, and Spagnuolo had his issues, whether it was game planning, whether it was clock management. You you can you can throw out all different kinds of things that you just question. But the one thing I don't question is the the players' desire to play for that guy. And he, he brought a lot of players in. I, I think it's one thing where a lot of the free agent signings, or several of the free agent signings, maybe not a lot of them, had played for Spagnuolo before. And they knew what kind of guy he was, and they wanted to come play for him on a bad football team. That says a lot. And you, you don't get that every day from a coach. And I hope he's going to land on his feet. Obviously, he was a great defensive coordinator in New York. I think he's a good coach. I mean, obviously, I wasn't in, in practice or anything. I have no basis on which to say, oh, he's a great coach, he's a great motivator. But there's something to be said when you look as a fan and you watch the games and players are still fighting every every down in the 16th game of the season when the season, your playoff chances were gone weeks ago. You know, everybody's looking to get out on the golf course, that kind of thing. I mean, it it's just... There's just something to be said about that. And I think that's commendable, and uh, I hated to see him go. I think it had to happen. Um, but I was watching that last game against the season against the 49ers. As the clock ticked down, he was shaking all the players' hands. I think everybody kind of knew that maybe that was the last time you know he was going to be uh, at the head of the at the head of the Rams. And it's a bummer to see him go. I wish they you know he turned him around and got him to seven and nine last year. I wish they would have kept it up this year. I wish they at least you know maybe got to 500. Maybe would have spared his job, but. Um, Spags is going to land, you know, on his feet. He's going to be a good coach somewhere, and uh, so hopefully, hopefully in the long run, we'll see him uh, back on top. I want to see, you know, I, I like, even though he didn't do well for us, I don't, I don't harbor any ill will to him. Of course, I want to see him do well elsewhere, and um, obviously, we'll always have him to thank for beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl as the Giants coordinator. Uh, my hugely important thing number two, uh, the Cardinals. Um, Obviously, a big year for the Cardinals. Not a lot of us thought that was going to be the case. One of the best runs of all time. I don't need to rehash what everybody has already talked about. I mean, one of the best two-month stretches I've ever been a part of as a fan. And Game 6 was, it'll be it'll be legendary. David Freeze is a hero. He will never have to pay for another meal in St. Louis again, I don't think. And if he does, I'd be ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was a magical run. The two big things... Um, I'm going to talk about this real quick. I know nobody probably wants to hear about this. It's kind of old news. But the Pujols story I have to address just to kind of catch everybody up. If, if you aren't familiar or if you're listening to this in the future, Albert Pujols left us this offseason, took the money, and ran to Anaheim. Um, I put this reaction up on my Facebook or Twitter the, and Twitter the same day as, as he left. I, I can't fault Pujols for taking the money. I, I just – I think we, we were so lucky to see – those 11 seasons of Albert Pujols and it sucks that he's gone. It sucks that he's going to be an angel and it sucks that probably from here on out, I mean, you, you almost wonder if he'll go into the hall of fame as a Cardinal because 
you think that might be crazy, but we all thought that Mark McGuire was going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal, and he was here for four years after being in, in Oakland for, what, 11 or 12? You know, um, it just – it, it, that's a question for another show, another podcast. The thing is about Pujols is that I think we should appreciate him. I know everybody was angry. Um, the radio interviews that his wife did afterwards didn't help things, but we got to see one of the greatest baseball players of all time in his prime grow up. He won two World Series titles here, won three MVPs, should have won a couple more if I had my way, you know, with Barry Bonds uh, kind of taking that up back in the day when he was all roided up and everybody knew it. Um, Pujols was something special, something we're probably never going to see again, and I think that's probably why it hurts everybody you know, why you saw the people burning Albert Poole's jerseys or what have you. I know the guy wanted to stay here. You can tell by interviews he wanted to stay. He didn't want to leave. His He made a good decision business-wise for his family. He took money. He took stability. He's not going to get traded. I mean, the Cardinals apparently weren't able to offer him or weren't willing to offer him, you know, that long-term security. But on the flip side, the Cardinals made a good business, business decision themselves in not committing – 25 some odd million dollars a season to a guy that by the end of the contract would be 42. Um, so I just, I, those are my thoughts on it. It's just in terms of it's, it's, it's horrible that he's gone and, and it, feel, it feels weird. It doesn't feel real yet to me as a fan. I know it will be once we see him playing and once we have an opening day and Albert Pujols won't be at first base and it kind of, it kind of leaves a pit in my stomach, but at the same time, I know at the end of the day, I'm a Cardinals fan. I, I, I'm not a big player guy. I've never been like, you know, if a player was traded from my team, I would follow that guy to that team. Like, I, I'm a I'm a Cardinals fan. And Albert Pujols is no longer a Cardinal. Now he's just another player. He's on another team. And I know that's maybe oversimplifying it from the fact that he's also one of the best players ever. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to harbor no ill will toward him because I think – I think we were lucky, you know, to to see that. I was 15 when he joined the Cardinals. I'm I was 20, 25 when he left. Um, that's a big chunk of my life that he was a Cardinal, and we'll move on. We'll we'll find another. There's always guys that come in to replace. You know, you had you had Pujols, and before him you had Ozzy. Before him, you had the Lou Brocks and the Bob Gibsons, and before them, you had the Stan Musials. There will be another guy that comes along. He may not be as good as Albert Pujols, but I think the Cardinals in you know, five years from now, without Albert Pujols, will be better than they would be with Albert Pujols. And I think that's the important thing. I hope that's the case. Um, there's a lot of talent. And this team, with the with the additions, with Adam Wainwright coming back, Beltran being signed, there's, there's a lot to look forward to, for sure, in St. Louis. And so... I, I'm 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 hoping this upcoming season. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're we're world champs, and losing Albert Pujols hurts, sure. But you know, Berkman at first base, Beltran, Holiday, Jay in the outfield. I mean, it's a good team. I mean, it's a great team. And uh, Cardinals have a long way to go. They're not they're not done yet. And I hope I hope Pujols. I hope he does well. I hope he does well in Anaheim. I just hope he doesn't win any world uh, world championships. And I hope the Cardinals win a couple uh, while he's out there and. Los Angeles or Anaheim or whatever they want to call themselves these days. My final thing is uh, just a quick hit, and we'll go into more detail, I'm sure, in the future with these guys. St. Louis Blues. Uh, if you're not watching this team, if you're not a fan of hockey, watch them. They are on a roll. They're one of the best teams in hockey right now. Um, 
the ownership, even though Dave Chekis is trying to sell the team, and I mean they're ma- they're making good on their promise that they wanted to turn this team into contender, and th- and they are. I mean this year, I can't say if they're a Stanley Cup contender at this point or not, but they play good def- defense. They play, uh, they play, they have great goaltending right now. I mean that's what you need to win a Stanley Cup. If you had some maybe a little bit more scoring, but you know the Boston Bruins last year they won a title with with not really a primary, like a premier score. So the Blues are great. Ken Hitchcock comes in. I was a big Davis Payne fan, uh, but Ken Hitchcock, he's turned the team around. He's got them playing well. They're playing well at home. They've only lost like five games at home. I've been to two games this year, and they were both losses. So of the five, yeah, anyway, that's that's my sad story. But the Blues are on a roll. I mean, that's that's a team you want to check out. I Like I said up, up top, I'm a Blues fan first and foremost. So, I, you know, I'm going to try to keep it balanced, but I mean, I'm biased towards the Blues. They're they're my team, and and they're finally showing the promise that they've they've been. You've seen flashes of the last few years, and that's a good thing. And uh, hopefully, they keep it rolling. Um, I, I can't wait. I mean, they are. I hope playoff hockey comes back to St. Louis, and I hope it's a it's an extended stay this time instead of 0809 where it was four quick games and out. And and that was a you know and that was a good run back in 0809. I mean we all thought the Blues were starting to finally make the turn. They finally turn turn into what we all thought you know what what Dave Jackets and his ownership group had promised all along. We thought that they were going to be. Uh, we really thought that was it. You know the you know the the, the years out of the playoffs we were, those were done and. The Blues have kind of slid back. They've had a couple unfortunate years, uneven play. They finally got Ken Hitchcock, and the and the Blues are on a roll this year. And and um, I've kind of elaborated. I've already mentioned this, but I mean, if you're not a hockey fan, if you're if you're from St. Louis, I mean, watch these Blues. Watch this Blues. They they deserve it. They're a hardworking team. Um, and and right now we've got nothing going but Blues hockey. And I understand hockey's not for everyone. I've taken a lot of people to their first hockey game, and they've loved it. I mean, it's just a different. It's a different sport live, and, and don't say that you don't understand the game. It, it's simple, you know. People say that all the time about like soccer, for instance. It's simple. You try to put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, there's other rules. You'll learn those along the way. Football is complicated too, but because it's it, because we all are introduced to it, and baseball too, we're all introduced to that at a young age. We grow up with that. You know, so, so it's not an excuse. Don't tell me that hockey is too complicated, that you don't understand it, that you can't see the puck. It's not all about that. It, it's go to a game, enjoy it, and this Blues team deserves it. I mean, it, it, there's a long way to go, you know, and I don't want to be counting eggs before they hatch, as they say. I mean, I, I really don't. It's it's it, There is a lot of hockey left to be played. The Blues just hit the halfway point of the season. Right now they're sitting good. Right now they're great. Um, but trade deadline, all of that, there's plenty of time to go. So, But this team really looks like they're poised to, to do something special. Whether even if it's, you know, I understand we all got tired of the first and second round playoff knockouts um, year in and year out. I understand that. But I just want to see them back in playoffs. I want to, I want to see playoff hockey. I was okay with 08-09. I understand some people were like, it, it's not all about, you know, it's not all about the fact that they made the playoffs and they made this run and all of this. Um, but at the time, to me, it was. As a fan, I was satisfied. They had been out of the playoffs. They had been so horrible for so long to get in there. And, yeah, they got swept. And, and it was it really was just an unsatisfactory feeling that they made that run and then they and then they just hit a brick wall and they stopped. They didn't They didn't win. They were in every game. They just couldn't get over the hump. I understand that. I think this is things are going to be different. Whether they lose in the first round or not, playoff hockey needs to come back to St. Louis. I mean, this – 
the, the St. Louis Blues fans are very underrated, and and I may be biased. Cardinals fans, St. Louis is always going to be a Cardinals town, and the Rams showed that that they have a passionate set of fans back when they were winning games too. But the Blues, aside from that 0506 and you know 0607, those those years were a little rough, you know, because the team was on shaky footing, new ownership group, and Dave Checkets is in this deal trying to get this team sold. Um. And that's been going on forever. That's a different podcast altogether. Point being, though, is that we they're they're paying off on what they promised when they came in. They're they're not going to win a, a cup under Checkets, most likely, which he said early on that they were going to win a cup under under his ownership regime. They aren't. But if if I don't know if you remember how bad just how bad things were at 0506 right before he got here. Um, it was a bad year. That was a bad team. And the team after it followed was bad. But slowly but surely, they've built this team through the draft like they said they would. You start to see waves of players come up now. You know, you had you had the first line, you had Oshi, Berglund, Perron, all those guys, EJ when he was still here. Even before that, you had McClement, uh, Bacchus, and Stimpniak too, and, and Jackman before them. These guys have kind of come in waves, and that's the way it works. In hockey, it takes time for them to develop. But the players are starting to come. And now you notice we this team, this 2011-2012 this, uh, team, it's got depth. And if someone goes down, you know, a player is behind him to jump up. We've got talent. They keep coming in waves, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing, and that's going to help down the road. So keep with the Blues. It's a good time to be a Blues fan right now. Very promising. A long way to go in the season, though. We don't want to count. Like I said, we don't want to count on things happening before they happen. The Blues have to get to the playoffs. Once they get there, we'll worry about who they play, who they can beat, what have you. So that's that's where the Blues stand right now. And, again, I, I urge anybody that hasn't been to a Blues game, go. It's fun. It's exciting. There's not a bad seat in the house. You can sit up top, and you can enjoy the game just as much as if you sit down low. In fact, a lot of times the, the fans are better up top. Then they are down low. And a special shout-out for me personally, uh, letsgoblues.com. It's a great message board. That's where I frequent a lot um, during Blues games and all that. Uh, have great conversations over there. So shout-out to those guys. And, uh, that, I mean, that's that's the place to be right now And if you're if you're uh, wanting to, to, talk to uh, talk to some like-minded Blues fans. The last little bit that I'm going to run through here, uh, this is my random rant section. Um you know, in the future, it may be on whatever. I may be specifically angry about whoever or whatever or something happened during a game. You know, I'll, I'll talk about it here. And like I said, and it may not even be St. Louis related. It may be nationally. It, this is just my time to, you know, and just, I guess, put my opinion out there for, for whatever on whatever topic I want. I will stick to the St. Louis theme, though, here for my first random rant. Um, they're not all going to be angry or you know, I'm not going to be like Skip Bayless with like veins pulsating all over my head, just like screaming at anybody who will listen and, and telling them that they're wrong if they don't agree with me. Um, I, I've been a long time – I don't know the right way to put this. I've, I've, for a long time now, I've hoped for a soccer team in St. Louis, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are are with me. If you go to BigSoccer.com, which is a, a website that has message boards and, and all kinds of stuff out there, People want 
soccer in St. Louis. There's there's people that have been on the record that have been quoted in news stories, and, and they're prominent people, soccer players, that say they don't understand how you can have a professional soccer league in America without having a St. Louis sports team. We know the debacle a couple years ago with AC St. Louis. I was there at the first home game. The place was packed. The, they lost, but it was it was amazing. And I didn't get back over there the rest of the year. Uh, I live two hours away from St. Louis, so it's hard for me to get over consistently to games like that. I would have went more if I would have known that that was that was going to be our only season with. Um, you know, with, with that team, there are, you know, you have the St. Louis lions and, and, and the St. Luligans. If, if you're not familiar, the St. Luligans are a great support group over there in St. Louis. There are others. The St. Luligans are the one I'm, I'm most familiar with. Uh, they had, they did a podcast for a while. They go to the, um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. The Paisa games, the, the indoor soccer team, um, for the, it's stationed out of Glen Carbon. The St. Louis is the, the, I don't need to rehash how much St. Louis is, is about soccer. I mean, it's, it's a huge, the history of soccer. I mean, the history of soccer runs through St. Louis. There's, there's so much history. I don't need to rehash all that. Most of you probably know all of that. A couple of years ago, we all thought we were close. We thought Jeff Cooper was going to secure the stadium. Uh, we thought he was going to bring the team in. It was, it was going to be, and in even, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a one point where Don Garber, the commissioner of the MLS even said, you know, it's not a matter of if, but when with St. Louis. And that has drastically changed. No, not able to secure the stadium. I mean, I know it got the vote. It just, they never got the financials around. They never got the big backing that the MLS wanted to get a team here. Um, I'm sure the St. Louis area is going to get another professional soccer team soon. Like I said, the Lions is, I think, a youth development team. I've not been able to been, been able to go over there and see them. But I know that there is a, a big number of soccer-starved fans in St. Louis, and and I I know I would I would be on the bandwagon as soon as the team came to St. Louis if they ever got one. Is it coming soon? I don't know. I mean, it's it's been frustrating. It's been frustrating to watch this from afar, but I I do hope in in due time, you know. But I think the 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 problem is is now that you're seeing that whereas St. Louis used to be on the front burner uh, of this, they got passed over for Philadelphia. Then they got passed over for Portland and Vancouver. Um, and those were all home runs. Don't get me wrong. If you watch, if you pay attention to the MLS, I mean that Northwest corner of the United States, and then you got Vancouver and Canada. I mean, that is, that is the hotbed of soccer. It's getting buzz. Those fans out there, People will fight back and forth whether the Sounders have the best fan group or Portland Timbers or it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that the MLS is is the it's it's gaining more. Uh, it's 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 legitimate in my mind and I think in a lot of people's mind. I mean, if you remember when the league first started, they had a clock that counted down instead of going up, which is like blasphemy in soccer. I mean, it just there were so many things. That, that it just wasn't – they tried to cater to an American public audience and not to a soccer audience itself. Once they finally switched that around, things have started to slowly, slowly build with the MLS. And, and the league is, is gaining respect, I believe, and we're getting people – I mean, yeah, you've got the David Beckhams, you know, but even more than that, players from the MLS, young players are getting signed 
to go over to these big European leagues. And that is huge. But I think that's step one. You know, I mean, first it was just a, a domestic league where you had American players who couldn't hack it anywhere else and old guys that had nowhere else to go. Now you're getting a league that has stars that, you know, big stars like your David Beckhams, like your Thierry Henry's, like your uh, um, Robbie Keane's, like all these guys coming over, back over to play. And, and it's not, I mean, the, the level of play is still up there. It may not, it's not as high as the Premier League or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. But right now, MLS is slowly making a transition from being like a feeder system to being a legitimate league that are attracting players in their prime. Not quite yet. I shouldn't say it's it's there. I mean, but because we're seeing the older players or we're seeing the younger players that are making an impact and then being sent off to other places or signed away. So um, point being is that the MLS has made some good moves, and I'm, I don't want to question them on that because the fact that they passed over St. Louis, I mean, it's a good call. As much as it hurts you know, the St. Louis area to not have a team, they made a good call there on, on all counts. Philadelphia has a huge support group. Portland is insane. We all saw it. We even saw when AC St. Louis was, was in the same league as the Timbers before they made the jump. I mean, they had fans. I mean, it was impressive. And, and they, they built that following over time. These things don't happen overnight. But you all – I mean, the, the main thing is is that there has been history in all of these places here recently that the MLS has placed clubs – and, and it's just exploded as soon as the team came about. So bottom line is, to kind of bring it back around to St. Louis, it's it's a bummer we don't have a team. And I hope we get a team. I'm 25. I'm going to be 26 in a month. I can't say there will be a team here by the time I'm 30. I can't say there will be a team here by the time I'm 35. I don't really know. If, if someone with money had the ability to in St. Louis, they could plunk down change right now. And I can guarantee you, as long as they had their financials were, were in were in good order, Don Garber would, would find a way to get a team to St. Louis. I can I, I just I don't know have no inside knowledge on that, but just the bottom line is I think I think that the league wants a team in St. Louis, and I think they know once they get one here. I mean, this area supports its sports teams. That's the one thing that it does. I mean, St. Louis always has, and yeah, the Rams aren't always sold out all the time. But when you're putting a putrid football team on the field week in and week out year in and year out, it's kind of hard to get people to just come and plunk down so much money to come see a, a losing product. But bottom line is there is a big group of people out there that want a, a soccer team in St. Louis. It's not a plea to get one here. I think we all know that as long as there can be an owner here that would, again, the financials, that's what ruined the Jeff Cooper bid is that the financials were not in order. And we all thought they were. It was all just a. It was all just a show. It was all a. You know, on the surface it looked great. When you dug down deeper, when you looked at the numbers, we didn't know it at the time. But as the MLS looked and looked and looked, realized that it wasn't a sound. It wasn't a sound bid, and and that's what hurt St. Louis. Hopefully, that failed bid didn't push us back on the on the back burner for too long you know i think i think st louis will always be on the forefront of any type of expansion discussion when it comes to mls i think it just kind of delayed things in time well that's all i've got for today like i said um this is an early january podcast this is the first one uh this is rough i'm probably i've probably said uh too much i probably i know i say you know um like i said i say that all the time too 
I will try to fix some of that stuff. This is like if you're watching a, a pilot episode on TV. That's what it is. It's rough around the edges. It's it's the the foundation for what it's gonna what it's gonna evolve into later on. I if you listen to this, I appreciate it. If no one else listened to it, I had fun doing it. I'm gonna try to put more and more of these out there. Stick around the STL files. We're gonna try to get this thing going. We're gonna try to get some some an audience in the future. Like I said, I may have a, an email or a Twitter account that I'll you know throw out here at the end to try to communicate to anybody that's listening. Share your opinions. Tell me I'm terrible. I don't care. It's that's what it's for, and that's what we're trying to do. So again, my name is Ryan Reynolds. This is the STL files. I hope to be back next time around. Have a good one.